Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We're in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, to the A clause today, and we're continuing our study of David's life. For a thought today, seek God. David was a man after God's own heart. How was this displayed, though? Was it displayed through his tender heart towards God and people? Yeah. His honesty? I believe so. His willingness to repent? Absolutely. One of the characteristics that you see David display time and again is seeking God and seeking him for, like, everything. Seemingly things that are... That just go without saying that should be done And other things that may or may not be as clear We just finished not too long ago A series about praying and everything Dealing with David and his men going to recover Was taking a ziklag And today is yet another example of David Seeking God and praying before making a move Verse 1 says In the course of time David inquired of the Lord Shall I go to one of these towns of Judah? He asked. The Lord said, Go up. David asked, Where shall I go? To Hebron, the Lord answered. Now, Saul was dead. He was off the scene. And David was seeking direction. Do I stay here in Ziklag with my men? Do I go to a town of Judah? What do I do? He went to Judah because he asked the Lord, should I go? And he went. I mean, Judah makes sense. That's where he and his men were spending quite a bit of time before going to Ziklag. They were bouncing around from place to place in Judah. David is of the tribe of Judah, so being around his people kind of made sense. But Keilah was one of the places he was in. Defeated the Philistines there and, and helped to save the city. And they were about to turn him over into Saul's hand. Ziph twice went to Saul to give David over to him. So these are two towns within Judah that were turning on him. So even going back to Judah was was risky. Verses 2 to 3 read as such. So David went up with his two wives, Anoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David also took the men who were with him, each with his family, and they settled in Hebron and his towns. So you see, David had some places he could have gone. He could have gone to Jezreel, where his wife, Ahinoam, was from. He could have gone to Carmel, because uh, Abigail, his wife, her first husband, Nabal, was from Carmel. So he very well may have had some sway and some pull there. And that was also in Judah. Carmel was. Jezreel was in the land of Benjamin, which is where Saul was from. He could have said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of close to where Saul and his people were. We can you know, kind of test out the waters and see how people react to me. But he didn't. He asked, should I go to Judah? He went to Judah. David could have been as bold as to go to Gibeah, which is where Saul established his kingdom. And Saul had a son that was still living there. He could have gone in, slayed that child who was not Saul. Saul was the one that was anointed. His son was not. Could have gone in, slayed him, 
and said, I am the king of Israel. God called me to be the king of Israel, and I'm taking what's rightfully mine. But David didn't do that. David went to Hebrew. In uh, chapter 4, or I should say, verse 4 of chapter 2, and just a clause says, Then the men of Judah came to Hebron, and there they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. David did as God says, like, where do I go? He said, go to Hebron. What are you doing? He got to Hebron, minding his business, just went about living life and letting God do what he was going to do. And what was he going to do? Bring his word to pass. Oh, my Lord. It doesn't matter how things look. God will bring his word to pass. And that's what he did. First, he had the men of Judah come to anoint him as king. He didn't walk around saying, I am uh, David. I have been anointed to be king by Samuel, the last judge uh, that there was. And, uh, and all of this stuff. No, he just went about his life. He didn't have to proclaim his royalty. He just walked in. Reminds me of being a kid and growing up on the west side of St. Louis. You know, it was we we had fun as kids and we were sheltered from a number of things we were also exposed to quite a bit, including uh, gang violence. And I can remember just being outside with my friends and talking and stuff from time to time. You know, people say, you know, yeah, you hard, you think you hard? not hard but I'm not soft either I'm not a punk and often what I found and, and I would share it with my boys like people who are hard they don't walk around saying I'm hard I'm hard no they don't do that they just live life and they're hard and you know they're hard because that's what they are they don't have to say who they are David didn't have to say I'm the king he just walked in it and they came to him and anointed him as king Last week we discussed how lies are shown by what we do more than what we say. We can say a lot of different things, but if our actions don't go in line with what we're saying, it makes us a liar. If you are a child of God, you're royalty, you're a king, walk in what he has made you. You don't have to say a whole lot, just walk according to his statutes live a life that's pleasing to him people will see the royalty people will respect the regalness that God has placed on you and in you by living inside of you and you living out his will people who are looking to prove themselves they're generally insecure just go about doing the work of God and let him prove and establish you what may have happened had David and his men not gone to Hebron? We have to remember that he was in Ziklag. Ziklag was a city within Philistia, which is a sworn enemy of Israel. And David at that time was serving the king of Gath, who said not too long before all of this took place, when David went out to do battle with him, against Israel that he wanted David to be the captain of his guard as long as he lived so had he stayed in Ziklag he would have still had to serve the king of Gath how could and why would the king of Gath let this man who's so valuable to him go and be king 
of his sworn enemy. No, he, he wasn't approachable really there. David was not. You know, what would Judah or the Israelites look like coming into the Philistines' territory to say, we want this man to be king? Yeah, that, that just, that's not wise. It doesn't even sound right. So going to Hebron and going into the land of Judah put him in a position to walk in what God had called him to be. He could not fully be what God wanted him to be. He couldn't be king and serving uh, the king of Gad as his right-hand man, as his, his personal bodyguard. He couldn't be king and living in the land of the Philistines. He had to be in a place where he could be king. And Judah, they were wise. They were like, not only is this uh, a kinsman of ours, but we don't have a king right now. Saul's dead. No one has been established as king. And we need leadership. That, that's a nugget in and of itself. Seeking leadership and seeking direction is not a sign of weakness. Often for men, you know, it's like, well, no, no I'm not going to ask for directions anywhere. I'm not going to read the instructions on how to build this. I'll just do it looking at the picture. I can do it. I don't need directions. Man, we, we, we do. <laughs> we really do. Uh, you may get there and or you may make it without following the directions and then you'll wind up with additional parts and pieces that you can't use uh, that were supposed to be in it and, and not in it anymore uh, and can't be put in it because of how you fashioned it and how you put it together seeking leadership and direction is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of intelligence it's a sign of maturity and Judah wise they knew they didn't have a king and they needed protection the philistines the amalekites and everyone around them was always coming in and trying to take the things that they had not having a king not having leadership left them open anointing david as king served as protection that that just takes me in a different direction as we look for leadership and guidance from the king of kings and the lord of lords we come under his protection we come under his wing we come under his reign as being king and that protects us and it keeps us from the things that are in the world that would destroy us the forces that are all around us that are looking to take us out every minute every second of the day but when you seek his leadership and you submit to and make him the king of your life you get the protection and the privilege that comes along with being a citizen of his kingdom now David being set up as a king of Judah by uh, the people of Judah actually sets the stage for the split of the United Kingdom of Israel later on after Solomon died and his son Rehoboam came into power and when he came into power parts of Israel, ten tribes were under Jeroboam and the two were under Rehoboam, including Benjamin, which is the tribe that uh, 
songs from that's like really ironic but uh, god does all things well again david was seeking the lord as to what to do and where to go god told him and because he obeyed god he was blessed and it's just another reminder that we need to seek god get direction before we're doing things and as David said, okay, you tell me to go to Judah. Where to in Judah? Go to Hebron. Same with us. Ask for clarity regarding the directions that God gives you so that you know just what you're doing and you know that you're doing what he wants you to do. Unless God leads you to do something else, let him make the way. He may tell you some different things to do so he can make the way. Hence, go to Judah and go to Hebron for David, but he didn't tell him to do anything else. When he got there, then God did what he wanted to do. Same thing on our end. Do what God says do. No more, no less. Do what he says do. And let him take care of the rest. He'll provide the opportunities for you to walk in the purpose that he has for your life. He will give you the opportunities to use the gifts and talents that he's placed inside of you. You don't have to make that happen. Just worry about pleasing him and he'll take care of the rest. So, Selah, pause, and think about this. When we come back at it, we'll be talking about honoring those who have paid the way before us. Until next time, God bless and keep it together.